0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fishing for Men with Mac show. Welcome to this episode, ladies and gents. One of the biggest reasons why atheists don't want to become Christians is because they perceive Christianity as a system of rules that is meant to take away our fun. And so today I'm going to just briefly talk about that question. Does the Christian God spoil Our fun. Whenever I go to a party or a briar or some social event where there are non-Christians, there's always this question that pops up. Well, it's usually a question that I bring up because I'm interested in people. I'd like to know what they're all about. But often this question is thrown at me. Here it is. So what do you do for a living? Now, I usually try to avoid that question with, with, with all the strength I have. because And you're going to understand why now, because it gets quite awkward. Because I'm a minister of the gospel, or I'm an evangelist. Um, so you get a Christian, and then you get somebody who, who really tries to make Christians. And so pe- people generally avoid those uh, types of people. You know, they think about the Jehovah's Witnesses who come knocking their door, etc. Now, I met a gentleman a few years back. if somebody He's also an evangelist. And, and when he's asked that question, he says, well, I eat for a living. OK, he, so he also diverts it and he first tries to get to know the person before he actually says what he does. But usually I answer something like this. Well, I'm a mechanic. And what I mean by that, and it's, it's not really a lie, but in a way it is. Um, but what I'm trying to say is I work on things. And I work on people. But they don't know that, right? But then they will continue asking me, okay, so what type of cars do I work on? Or where's my mechanic shop? And they'll look at my fingers to see if there's grease on my fingers. And before you know it, they'll find out um, I was actually not telling the full truth. And then they would then they would question me further. And then generally when I tell them, listen, yes, I'm a, I'm a mechanic of souls, I, 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 I love helping people meet God and get fixed with God, if we want to call it that, then usually one of three things happen. First, the guy that asked me that question, for example, would do this. He's busy standing by the braai. He's got his beer in his hand. And the moment I say that I'm a a full-time minister, the beer would slowly move to behind his back. He's trying to hide his alcohol from me. And then he tries to go on with the conversation as normal for the rest of the evening. The second type of thing that usually happens is that um, some people might say something like this. Um, I've been swearing the whole night. Oh, my goodness. And you didn't tell me. You know, you said nothing. I'm so sorry that I've used these vulgar words in front of you. Goodness. And they'd repent profusely because they've now used bad words in my, in, in my presence. And then there's the third type of person. Um, when you tell them I'm a minister of the gospel, they would say um, they'd say nothing. They would just keep quiet and they'd go quiet for the rest of the night and they would avoid you. The moment you say that I'm a servant of Jesus or I'm an evangelist, full-time preacher. There's, there's like a sound in the air. Creak, 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 You see why I try to avoid the topic? Most non-believers see Christians as party poopers. They believe Christians have all these rules that they need to obey. And so you can't have fun. So there's a few things that we need to discuss here. Three questions. Is there such a thing as boring Christianity? Number one. Number two, what does fun look like? And number three, does the Christian God want to spoil our fun? So let's look at that first question. Is there such a thing as boring Christianity? Oh yes, there is. I am a Christian and I find certain forms of Christianity terribly boring. And I find certain Christians also boring, certain types of Christians or people who call themselves Christians. I've met Christians who do not drink coffee because they believe that caffeine will pollute their souls or their bodies or whatever. I've met Christians who refuse to go play temp and bowling because it's, it's at a casino. And bad people go to casinos. And gamblers go to casinos. And so you don't put your foot there, um, even if it's just to have fun, like temp and bowling, for example. And some Christians are just extremely socially awkward. They overcompensate to be sort of righteous and portray themselves as these perfect people. But they are actually unhappy. There's no joy in their faces. They walk around depressed. They they want to sit in circles and sing Kumbaya. But it looks like they would rather die than be alive. It's almost like it is a sin to be happy and to enjoy life. And to enjoy stuff. And I think they're honestly, and, and it's not to be judgmental, but I think there are honestly Christians around the globe who really think Christians are not allowed to enjoy life. We are, we're going to enjoy stuff when we get to heaven. But this earth, and this life, you know what, there's, there's nothing really to be enjoyed here. That, I think that is one of the biggest mistakes that any Christian can make. Some people, when they think of pure Christianity... They imagine a monk like priest sitting in a building with 16th century architecture that smells like library books mixed with candle wax. Can you imagine that just for a moment? You know that that old church smell. Now, now I've been I've been in churches that feel more like a graveyard than a place of joy. Have you been to some of those churches where it's, just, it's the whole graveyard around the church? And you ask the question, why does nobody want to come to church? Well, when, when I get here, it's just death, man. I just look at tombs. I mean, we don't like going to graveyards. Right? I've been in boring churches where the guy talks so boringly that it feels like you're getting hypnotized into a deep sleep. Most of my friends uh, who grew up in some of the traditional churches here in South Africa can remember more the amount of bricks and ceiling fans in the church building than anything that was ever said. Now, that, obviously, that's a problem with them as well. But I mean, some some church forms are just so boring that you ask the question, Oh my goodness, is there a joyous, fun-loving God in this place or not? Some churches, you w- walk in upright and you walk out downright. You walk in with your head high, thinking that you're going to be built up. You walk out feeling like you want to slit your wrists. And so, yes, oh my goodness, Christians and churches can often be dead beat boring, but that is on the extreme side, though. So you can you get some forms of Christianity that is just too much, all right. And and I've got to agree that some forms of Christianity is is like is not fun at all. But let's talk for a moment then about non-Christian fun what is non-christian fun what does fun look like when people say that christians want to spoil fun or christianity spoils our fun what do they actually mean by that okay are they saying that we can't have any fun in life or does it refer to specific categories does does it mean the following do whatever you want so you can get what you want is that that's something that's fun it doesn't matter if people get hurt in the process you just pursue what you want for as much as you want is is that fun don't make any long-term commitments uh, to anyone so that you can avoid pain is is that fun okay so so you deny the deepest part of your being you, the relational part of your being and just have shallow relationships with people so that you can just continue having fun and avoid pain okay is it is it just to do whatever you like whenever you like for as much as you like is 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 that fun is it follow your instincts uh, and don't let anything restrict you. Don't have any rules in your life. Just go where you want to go. Do what you want to do. And do it as much as you want. Okay. Take something if you want to. Divorce your wife if you don't like her anymore. Sleep with however many people you want to. Regardless of the consequences emotionally and physically. And drink and drug as much as you want to. Spend every mo- moment chasing after money. Because after all that is where the fun lies. In the box. Um, is that really what is fun In this world, both Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins have both mocked Christianity for saying that God cares about about what we do with our genitals, who we sleep with and how many times we do it. For them, it is absolutely ridiculous. So there is a clear idea that Christianity has an issue with sex, with alcohol, any form of intoxication, lying, cheating, stealing, homosexuality etc so it seems like when people who don't want to become Christians when they say Christians don't have fun they're really saying that um, fun means no rules no rules we don't want rules to restrict us as we live our lives the moment rules come into our lives then fun stops let me just point out here that every rational person in this world would agree whether you're Christian or not okay would agree that there must be some rules to regulate our behavior. Otherwise, we would just be killing others and ourselves, right? But nevertheless, to me, it makes sense that this world cannot operate functionally or operate well if everybody just did what they wanted to and everybody was just in pursuit of a life without rules. It would be chaos, all right? But let's go to the third question. How does God view this? Does the Christian God want to spoil Our fun. Now, I just want to say something quickly about the Muslim God. And, and, you know, I, I honestly believe that the Muslim God is one of those gods that really wants to spoil our fun. He makes a pig. He makes a pig. And then he says, we can't eat of it. No bacon for the rest of your life. You can smell it. You can't eat it. And so you've got to go make sort of fake bacon so that you can just eat it. But it's actually made of vegetables. That's horrible. You've got to wear certain clothes. You've got to pray at certain times. And it's legalistic. And this God is this fear-driven God. He's he's going he's gonna to punish you if you don't do these specific things. Now that, I think, is the type of religion that really does spoil natural fun. But let's talk about the Christian God. First of all, I'd just like to say the following. If you were a if you were boring before you became a Christian, you will probably be boring when you are a Christian as well. Secondly, God cannot be boring. Look at what he created. He created this place. How could he be boring? There's some wonderful stuff in this world. You know, the first thing that came to my mind is surfing. I reckon God would be a surfer, He made the waves. And if you've ever surfed in your life, you would know it's one of the most divine experiences when a smooth wave comes your way, made by nature itself. You get on a board and you glide down it. And the sound is this wave is breaking over you and you go into that tube. It's the most wonderful experience. That's the type of stuff that God makes. Think about the best food you've ever eaten. Hey, the, that moment when the, when the flavors burst in your mouth. That's the stuff that God made. What about the relationships that we have? I mean, he made your wife. You chose to commit your life to her. You, you might be dating someone. He made your children. Okay? What about this process of reproduction? It's a miracle. It's absolutely fantastic how two people can love each other and create another human being. The, the doctors can't even figure out properly the, the miracle of how that takes place. I mean, I can really go on and on and on. The earth that has been shaped... I mean, look at the wonders of the world, the animal kingdom. It is absolutely phenomenal. This God cannot be a boring God. Now, the same non-boring God who created the world made the rules. And by the way, there are rules in nature. There's gravity, right? There's the speed of light. Those are fixed numbers, okay? There's um, equilibrium. There's lots of rules that keeps this universe together. Why would we expect anything differently in our normal lives as we live out our lives? So why so many rules? Here's why. So we can live in his world, his way, and so that the world can be preserved and we can actually enjoy it. Eat too much honey and you will vomit. Solomon says, the proverb writer, eat too much honey and you will vomit. Is it fun to eat honey? Yes, it is. And it's been created for us to enjoy. But the moment you have too much of it, you're going to vomit. It's the same thing with everything else in life. Okay? God's rules are to help us enjoy life. Not to make it boring. The things God created was made for us to use, not abuse. And the moment we use it, without restrictions, we run the risk of abusing it. And if you abuse something God has made, you end up getting hurt. And it is this hurt that destroys us. And it is this hurt that God is trying to protect us from. Thirdly, go look at Jesus for a moment. I mean, if Christianity is supposed to be dead boring, go look at the guy who started it all. People flocked to Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. They wanted to be around him. They wanted to listen to him. They wanted to spend time with him. They wanted to go on journeys with him. He was definitely not boring. He went into some dodgy houses and he ate with some party people, man, quite a few times. And there were even prostitutes in some of those houses. At one point, a prostitute came and washed his feet. Now, I'm not saying he mingled with those prostitutes. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that he, he wasn't afraid to go to parties. That, that wouldn't change his character. And Luke records the following words. And this is the criticism that the Pharisees threw at Jesus. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. That is in Luke 7 verse 36. He's talking about John the Baptist who was a Nazarite. A Nazarite made a vow. He would never cut his hair, and he wouldn't drink alcohol at all, and he ate locusts. He didn't eat bread. And so these guys looked at John the Baptist, who was a servant of God, and they said, look, this guy must be demon possessed. He just eats locusts and he refuses to drink any wine. And then Jesus comes onto the scene and he eats. And when when the text talks about eating, they're talking about feasting, enjoying food. And Jesus also came drinking. And when it talks about drinking, it's, it's not talking about fruit juice, unfortunately, as many people say. Jesus did drink wine. But here's the thing they exaggerate that and they say okay well because he enjoyed food he was um, a glutton and because he did drink some wine he was a drunkard which is not the case and because he was friends with uh, because he spent time with um, worldly people tax collectors and sinners etc they said okay he's a friend of tax collectors and sinners so so they exaggerated what Jesus did but all Jesus did when he was on earth is he enjoyed life and he didn't have to be a glutton And he didn't have to become a drunkard to enjoy life. He enjoyed the things that was here, that was created by his father. Look at the wisest man that ever lived. If Jesus doesn't cut it and if God's creation doesn't cut it, look at the wisest man that ever lived, Solomon. He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And he wanted to figure out what was really worthwhile or fun to do with his life on earth. For 40 years, he evaluated what is fun to do. He had loads of wealth. He was a brilliant businessman. He had a thousand women, etc., And at the end of it all, he said, there's only three things that you can do with your life. That is really cool, really fun. He said, eat your food, enjoy your drink, and then thirdly, enjoy your work. Eat, drink, and enjoy your work. And in that same book, he says, enjoy your wife whom you love. And that means enjoy the people that you have in your life. And then he said some interesting things in that book, that the things that people genuinely think is fun wasn't that fun at all. He tried all of the types of things that most people in our world who don't believe in God think is fun. And at the end of the day, it leaves you empty in any ways. Most people think, to just end this off, most people think the road to fun is with money. But money has made many people sad. Money has hurt many people just as many people have been made happy by it. Now, Paul, the great apostle, writes to his uh, mentee, Timothy, in 1 Timothy 5 and verse 17, the following words. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Wealth is uncertain, ladies and gentlemen. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. The great apostle One of the great leaders of the faith. Writes to his young man who's in Ephesus busy preaching the gospel. He says to him, put your hope in God. And teach other people to put their hope in God. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. So if you really want to have fun in this life. That's legit. Fun that is lasting. Fun that is real. You want to experience the best of life. Put your hope in God. Not in money. At its core... Christianity isn't about rules. It's about relationship. If you love your wife, you will put up and you'll put down the toilet seat. Not because it is a rule that she has begged you about, but because you love her. Isn't that so? The rules that God has made are there to protect us from hurting others. And to protect us from hurting ourselves. So if I love myself and I love other people, then I will regulate my behavior. Because if I don't, I'll hurt myself Or hurt other people. So it comes down to love. That's what it comes down to. I am a disciple of Jesus. I have loads of fun. I have been in the world of pleasure. It doesn't compare to that which God has given me for enjoyment. It's not boring being a genuine Christian. God gives me fun. He doesn't take it away.